NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings just released uh, salaries for Saturday's two-game slate. We have a million dollars up top, so a lot of action uh, this weekend for NFL. Million dollars on Saturday, million dollars on Sunday, and I'm not sure if they have a million maker on Monday or not for the show on slate. There's one game on Monday, so playoff football always great to watch, always exciting to play for DFS as well. So, going to do my best to break it down for you guys. But if you're new, my name is DK. And I cover content for DraftKings and for Prize Picks. If you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, uh, it is a player prop site. A lot of fun. Uh, you can, if you're a first-time user or haven't used the site yet, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. They do have some props up already. And how it works is you pick two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You can move up to 25 extra money. And they have a ton of different sports too, from basketball to football to college sports to PGA to tennis to esports. So give it a try. And uh, again, make sure to use that code for 100% match up to $100. It's a free $100 to play with on the site. It's DKDFS, and I'll have it linked down below as well. Okay, so let's just get into it. Let's first take a look at the Vegas odds here for the two games. We got 43 over under, and the 49ers are currently 10-point favorites. Chargers and Jags is the late game, 47.5, with the Chargers being one-point favorites. I think it opened up with the Chargers at two-and-a-half-point favorites. It has got bet down to uh, one. So... We'll go uh, position by position, so there's only uh, four teams to talk about. So we'll start off with the quarterback position. And I think the most popular quarterback play, and I think for good reason, uh, is going to be Justin Herbert at 6.6. He is, of these four quarterbacks, I think he's the guy with the highest ceiling. And uh, I like the matchup for him as as well. The Jags defense has struggled against the pass this year. We know the Chargers are a pass-first team as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got some clear guys you can pair him with. We'll see about the status of Mike Williams, which don't get me started about that, about the fact that in a meaningless game, the Chargers played their starters three and a half quarters. That tilted me beyond belief because I played DeAndre Carter at low ownership. The Chargers only had four active wide receivers. And what I was expecting was maybe one drive from the starters and like the whole game for guys like Palmer and Carter. But no, you played two injury opponent wide receivers and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams the entire game. And of course, Mike, Mike Williams got injured. Like, that's why you don't do it in a meaningless game. But man, that's I had to get that rant out there. Just cannot believe that happened. But back to Herbert, like I said, I think he's probably the most popular quarterback play. And I think he is my favorite quarterback play on the slate. Now, the other quarterbacks, uh, Lawrence is at 5'7 on the opposite side. You know, he's kind of been up and down, but we've seen a couple of big games from Trevor Lawrence over the last month or so. So I like his ceiling. I think, you know, he's a guy that... You know, can break the slate, and he does have some guys to compare him with as well. The Jags run pretty condensed rotation there at wide receivers. So Lawrence, a fine pivot off of what I think will be pretty popular, Justin Herbert. And then a guy that I do like is a contrarian play, Geno Smith. And what I think the field's going to do here is they're going to see the 49ers matchup, and they're going to completely cross off the Seahawks, right? No, they're, no one's going to target players against this 49ers defense, right? Well, I kind of like that as a leverage spot. And while I've, condensed, while I've talked about condensed target shares a couple times, with Seattle, especially true, right? When Geno Smith is throwing the ball, you know where it's going. It's Lockett or it's DK Metcalf. So I like Geno a lot as a contrarian play. I don't think he's be popular at all. So uh, he is he's probably my favorite contrarian quarterback play. And then you got Brock Purdy at 5'5", more of a game manager, but has played well. Like he's, he's played well. I expect the 49ers to be playing from ahead. So he's probably not going to have to throw the ball a ton, but... Um, he's not completely out of play. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's the quarterbacks for uh, Saturday. Let's move on to running backs. Christian McCaffrey, 8-5, I think is a great play. Now, don't worry too much about last game. Right, Last game, uh, they they were ahead pretty uh, by a couple scores, and then they kind of shut down McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. They went to Jordan Mason a lot in the second half. But 
in a game where they actually have to win. I expect McCaffrey to get, you know, uh, a good, healthy amount of uh, touches uh, on the ground and through the air. Um, the, my, the worry I do have is you have Elijah Mitchell back. And we saw the before Elijah Mitchell went down, it was almost a 50-50 split with him and CMC. Now, in the playoffs, will that be the case? Probably not. Like, I would think they would go more so that kind of 70-30 uh, range for snaps with him and Elijah Mitchell. So I do like McCaffrey. And uh, again, very involved in the passing game as well. He's going to be popular, but for good reason. And same thing with Austin Eckler. You know, these are two backs that are game flow independent. It doesn't matter if they're playing from ahead or the playing from behind. They're going to be heavily involved. Uh, you know, Eckler is basically a wide receiver and a running back. So I like both the top and running backs a lot with CMC and Eckler. I don't think that's a contrarian take. Like if you, if I came on here and was like, oh yeah, guys, on a small slate, I actually really don't like McCaffrey. Like, you probably like if I said that you should probably unsubscribe, right? So, uh, yeah, McCaffrey, Ackler, both look really, really good. Now, Travis Etienne at six K, I'm just like, yeah. Don't don't we start about Jarek McKinnon also scoring a touchdown and four touches last week? Uh, just don't get me started on that. But Travis Etienne didn't get the workload I thought he would get. Um, if you take a look at snaps last week, he played 27 of the 48 snaps. Jamichael Hasty played 23 snaps. It's not that's not ideal. Now, I do think ETN's a much more talented back, and I don't know if the snap chair is gonna go like that again. Like I would think they'd want to give ETN more opportunities, but yeah, last week was it does make me a bit worried with ETN. It doesn't make me off him. I just have a little bit, you know, I'm a little bit reluctant to go there. I think he's he's more of a contrarian play if in fact they go to a pretty even split like they did last week. And then Kenneth Walker, another guy that I do kind of like here because he got, um, if you take a look at the snaps last week for uh, for Seattle, he played 61 of the 70 snaps. So he's going to be a guy that's going to be heavily, heavily involved. Now, sure, the matchup's not the best. My worry here with Ken Walker is if they do fall behind a couple scores early, do they phase him out a bit, right? I think that's possible. If that's the case, you could maybe take a shot on DJ Dallas just insane picture by the way but um dj dallas is more of their pass catcher so you know you kind of saw against kansas city they lost 24 to 10 he had six catches on six targets he could be like playable in a large field tournament if if the game script goes right like if the 49ers get up by like two three scores early i think they phase walker out a bit and look to more of dallas but if you think the game stays somewhat competitive then kenneth walker is going to be obviously the guy that you want to look to um, so that's kind of my take on the Seattle running backs. I think Josh Kelly's too pricey for the chargers. I'll pass there. Elijah Mitchell, I think will be a, a relatively popular salary relief running back play. Um, again, I don't think it's gonna be like a 50, 50 split. I think it'll be more kind of that 70, 30 split with him and McCaffrey, but he did vulture two touchdowns from CMC, which I was a bit tilted about because I played CMC last week at very low ownership. But, uh, yeah, so, so Elijah Mitchell is, is certainly in play again at the 49ers are, up early. I think they're going to ground and pound the ball. And uh, Elijah Mitchell could see, you know, 10 plus touches if if the 49ers are playing from a big lead. Below that, I mentioned Jermichael Hasty. His snaps went up. Um, again, more of a large field tournament play, but um, he's not completely out of play. And that's probably, I don't expect Mason to see any touches in this game. Uh, so no interest there. We mentioned DJ Dallas. That's it for running back. So let's move on to wide receiver. You got Keenan Allen at the top at 7K, and I think he should be the most expensive receiver. We'll see about the status of Mike Williams. Not sure if he's going to be able to go or not. 
But Keenan Allen playing out of the slot just has a super high floor, high ceiling. He's averaging like 10 targets a game. Um, for some reason, to play the majority of the game last week, that made zero sense. But yeah, I think Keenan Allen's a great play. If you can afford him, he's probably the safest wide receiver play on the board. Now, I mentioned the Seattle wide receivers, right? I don't think they're going to be that popular. Metcalf had a down week last week. Tyler Lockett didn't do a ton either. Um, but I like them as a contrarian place, right? Because I just think what the field's going to do is they're going to see that match against the 49ers. They're going to see their 10-point dogs, and they're just going to cross off the, the Seahawks. So I definitely am intrigued by DK and with Tyler Lockett because if Seattle keeps the game competitive and they're putting up and they're scoring points, you know, these, these receivers are probably, at least one of them is probably going to have a really good game. Mike Williams is 6-1. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Again, he got banged up last week. He is a guy that has a ceiling, but a little bit of a lower floor than Keenan Allen. So if he, he if he plays, I like his upset in tournaments. Probably wouldn't play him in a cash game. Um, if he misses, then Josh Palmer becomes the wide receiver too and would be a pretty good play in the mid-range. You know, he had some good games when, uh, you know, he was operating as a number one, number two wide receiver earlier in the year. So, would like Palmer, and then DeAndre Carter would be a playable value as well. Now, if Mike Williams is in, then Josh Palmer would be operating as wide receiver three and would be more of just a contrarian play, would feel a bit overpriced in that uh, situation. All right, so let's talk about the Jags wide receivers. You got Christian Kirk at 5'9", and Zay Jones at 4'3". Um, now, Christian Kirk had a really big week last week, right? He had over 20 fancy points. So I think he's going to be a pretty popular play. But don't forget about Zay Jones, right? Even though Zay Jones didn't do much last week, the, the opportunities were there. You take a look at snaps for the Jags last week. Christian Kirk played 46 of the 48 snaps, and Zay Jones played 45 of the 48. So Zay Jones has also flashed a pretty big upside, right? 30 fancy points multiple times. So it will be interesting to see what the field does. I think, I'll, I think a lot of people will go back to Christian Kirk, and I don't think he's a bad play. I think he's you know heavily involved. But if a lot of people look to Kirk... I might be willing to go to Zay Jones at 4-3. And Zay Jones is also a lot cheaper, right? That's a, like $1,600 difference. So uh, that's my thoughts on the Jags wide receivers. The 49ers wide receivers, Ayuk and Samuel, kind of just like indifferent on both of them. Um, you know, if the 49ers are playing from a big lead, they're probably not going to pass the ball a ton. And I think I would slightly prefer Debo to Ayuk, assuming the limitations. I just think his ceiling's a little bit higher. But they're both decent options in the mid-range. I don't really have any like strong takes. They're fine filler plays. I'm not really going to go start my lineup like, Oh, yeah. Saturday, guys, I got to play Brandon Ayuk. No, fine place. They're, they're fine. I, again, I'm not going to prioritize, but they're definitely uh, viable options. And then, yeah, we talked about Palmer. We talked about Zay Jones. DeAndre Carter, if Mike Williams plays, probably can't get to him. Uh, he'll be operating as wide receiver four. If Mike Williams misses, though, he'll be operating as wide receiver three. And in my opinion, would be one of the better values in the board. So what I do with Carter strictly depends on what happens with Mike Williams. And Marvin Jones Jr., even though he's kind of dusty at this point in his career, I think it's still a decent value play. I mean, he saw over 50% of the snaps last week. He's their wide receiver three, played 27 of the 48 snaps, ran a route in 22. He's been averaging like five, six targets a game, and it's close to min price. So if, you, if you're dumpster diving for value here, I think Marvin Jones Jr. is one of the better options. Below that, you have Juwan Jennings, who will be operating as a slot wide receiver, probably play about half the game. He'll average two, three targets a game. I think I prefer Marvin Jones at a similar price point. McLeod played 12 snaps last week. He's the wide receiver four. I would just rather get to Jennings. I'm going to play one of the one of those cheap 49ers wide receivers. And then a couple other things I wanted to mention here. Last week for the Seahawks, this is a complete dart throw in tournaments, but you did see Kay Johnson operate as the wide receiver three. He played 29 of the 70 snaps. Laquan Treadwell played five. 
Uh, Young played 17. So if you're looking to one of those secondary Seattle wide receivers, if we base it off last game, I think I'd rather take the shot on Kay Johnson. Uh, but again, more of just a large shield tournament play with that. And Jamal Agnew, he played, he's had a catch now, I think, in the last four games. He played six snaps, ran around in four. Again, he's, yeah, he's, he's had a catch every single game now in the last month, but he probably not going to be a lot of opportunities. So I think that's, that's everyone I think that is playable on this one. And finally, tight end. So George Kittle, 5.9K. Um, him and Ingram are the guys with the highest ceiling. You know, Kittle is the most expensive tight end, and uh, he's gotten a bit lucky with touchdown variance, I will say, over the last month. He's averaging, or he's had, what, seven touchdowns over the last four games? So that's not going to continue, right? You, you can't expect George Kittle can, can need to average seven touchdowns, like almost two touchdowns a game. Same thing I said about McKinnon, even though he scored again on four touches. Um, so Kittle might be a bit overowned by the game log watchers. Um, so while I think he's certainly in play and will play a majority of the game, I think he might be a bit overowned. Evan Ingram was a popular play last week. He was kind of disappointing. I took his under uh, fantasy score on prize picks. That hit full swap the board on Saturday, by the way, which was nice. Um, but Ingram's still going to run a lot of routes. If you take a look at last game, he played 42 of the 48 snaps. So um, at 4.2, I think he's a totally fine option. Gerald Everett's always kind of just like there for me. You know, he is their tight end one for the Chargers. He's you know, going to play most likely in that like 60% of the snap range. He's probably going to get, you know, around five targets. I'm totally fine with him. Like he's just, he's always just there. Now the, the Seahawks tight ends, I thought this was interesting. So no Will Disley, he's out. Um, but you did see Colby Parkinson play 55 snaps of the 70 and he ran around 22. Noah Font played 45 snaps, ran around 25. So they basically ran the same amount of routes. I think the upside is still a bit higher on Noah Font at 3-1. But Parkinson's the flat min price. And he's been averaging like five targets a game over the last three games. So he is certainly playable as a punt option, uh, Kobe Parkinson. And again, I think the ceiling's a bit higher on Noah Font. But yeah, the two cheap Seattle, the two cheap Seattle tight ends are playable. Donald Parm is the tight end two for the Chargers. Um, I still expect him to run a, a decent amount of routes. Uh, last game, I don't put too much emphasis into it, but um, you know, probably averages two targets a game. He's a playable large field tournament play. Below that, though, I don't think I'm going to mess with the 49ers backup tight ends. And yeah, I think that's kind of everyone. I don't think there's anyone else I wanted to mention. I mean, Chris Manhurts is the backup tight end for the Jags. He played 18 snaps, ran around seven. Yeah, and it's like when you have got like if you're looking in this dart throw range, like I'm just gonna go to Parkinson, who played a majority of the game, right? If you're looking to a flat min price tight end, I'm just gonna go to this guy, right? So that's tight end. Quickly talking about defense. Again, we know defense is a super high variance position. I think the most popular defense on the slate will be the 49ers, um, which are fine. They're they're probably the safest defense in the board, I think. You know, the Chargers and Jags defenses are fine. If you wanted the contrarian defense, it would be the Seahawks. You know, they're, they're pretty big underdogs, but um, they are only 2.4K. I, I just, I hate that defense is still a thing. Like, we had to pick a defense or draft. I just, ugh, don't get me, that's another story. That's another, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that right now. But, so that's going to wrap up the video, guys. If you happen to join uh, the content, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Also, uh, if we get enough love, might do another live stream. Did a live stream uh, last weekend for Saturday's games and mentioned a Hunter Renfro is my favorite value wide receiver. He came in at low ownership. He smashed. So hopefully you guys took advantage of that. And uh, yeah, maybe if you guys, if you want to, I can, if you want me to, I can do another stream for uh, Saturday for this slate. But 
Thanks again, guys. Enjoy, and I'll see you all in the next video.